Okay, so welcome to Spark of Light Spiritual Chat Show. And tonight we have our lovely guest, Diana Palm. So Judith Miller is on with us tonight as well as co-host, which will be yeah. Uh, so before we start, I will just get that music going, Judith, uh, to get us to get us going. Okay, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. energy going <laughs> yeah yeah um so um, welcome to spark of light spiritual chat show tonight and um, we have diana palm from arizona uh so uh there is a time difference over there i'm not too sure what it is right enough but um what, what time is it just now over there diana? yeah we're, we're seven hours earlier so it's noon oh wow oh yeah right. oh that's yeah well it's not too bad it's not too bad <laughs> i've had people doing it at six in the morning so <laughs> so it's, it's not too bad yeah uh so a little bit about um diana and then i will um start a little chat um with judith as well okay so diana um now i know um you are an author in your own right uh, I know you are a medium too. You're a, you're a spiritual medium as well. You're very well established. I've had a look on your website and, and all the other details that you've got. So you're very well established. But for those who do not know, um, there's always somebody that doesn't know. <laughs> okay. And um, we have um, got, I would like to go over some of the books that you've actually done. Um, and one of them is um, The Love Book, which was out in 2020. Mm -hmm. And it's the secret to finding your soulmate, which is which sounds very interesting. Uh, so um, that was the first one that I actually looked at. The next one is the one I'm, I'm going to start reading tonight, which I'm quite interested in finding out your perspective of things as well. And that's death and the afterlife. Connect with loved ones on the other side. And that's <laughs> oh, brilliant. You've got it. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is my newest one. Oh. Yeah, that was 2022. That was just last year. Mm -hmm. So yeah, wow, that's good. I'm glad you brought your book with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to start reading that tonight. Um, I, along with a, this other one as well, um, Mediumship, Scrying and Transfiguration. 
it is for beginners but i know judith and i already do that but we still would be quite interested in reading you know what you know because you're always something to learn isn't there so um, i'm quite interested in that and that was out in 2017 um and the last one i seen was setting spirits free which i thought would be quite interesting clear negativity energy and help ghosts cross over and that was in 2013 so there's a lot of interesting um, books there which i'd love to chat to you about um but i know you've got a whole decade of years of experience okay um and i know you have helped a great deal of people with their grief mm -hmm. and also um not accepting but coming to terms maybe with the grief of a loved one this transitioned over which I, I think is amazing and i think that's very much part of our job as a medium so mm -hmm. um so fantastic you know that we need more of that we need more of that you know thank you um, yeah um you know so i know that as well as i'm reading on you also have here um a global recognition for the transformative work that you do with reconnect now that's something that um, i'd love to talk to you about as well um and i know that is about guiding the bereaved towards healing and enlightenment so this is something i'd love to talk to you about here too okay and um, but before i chat on any further let's welcome diana onto the show and Let's go for this, um, Judith. Let's let us go for this, okay? Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask. I'll let you start first, Judith, because I've got so many questions in my head here that um, I don't want to take over the whole show. So I'll let you go first, okay? Well, do you know, it's not like me to be quiet, but I noticed no, I have myself. No. I I noticed I have myself on mute, and then I was like, I must have had to be quiet for there. <laughs> but you know what? It's coming up to Valentine's Day, so I want. If, let's start to show on a bit of romance and a bit of um, the secret to finding your soulmate. Yes. So I, I know a lot of people um, can take, take things very seriously. Um, and then other people will say, mm, um, I don't really get that. Um, so from your perspective, um, I apologize, I haven't read the book, but I would love to, um, to hear your perspective of, of finding your soulmate. Yeah, um, since it's nearly Valentine's. Yeah, yeah. Well, so much of the work I do has to do with the heart. And we carry so many different programs, genetic programs, past life programs, um, injuries and traumas from this lifetime, and all these things that aren't really uh, accurate in terms of the energy and vibration of love. It's just our perspective or our conditioning. So that book actually helps you to pull out of family group consciousness and clear your own love blocks to become aware of how you've been programmed to think and experience love. And it kind of guides people through how to be the correct vibrational match, which truly just means being more authentic. There is no tricks to getting the opposite sex to think you're more attractive. The most attractive thing is just being authentic, but most people are not authentic because they're behaving out of their conditioning. Yes. So it's a peel back to the conditioning and getting, getting you just fully into your own energy um, so that you're the correct vibrational match because your partner, your soulmate cannot recognize you when you're layered with all the conditioning. So yeah. the more you expose yourself and you do your healing and you kind of peel off those layers, the more you're just a magnetic match to the person that you're supposed to be with your divine life partner. 
is this where yeah. the first book comes in then um the love book is this where this love comes book. in Yes, yes, the love book. Yeah. Yeah, the love book. And so and then it also will teach you, you know, after you go through some simple exercises and meditations and find out where your love blocks are, it, it kind of teaches you like how to do this on your own to go through this process. And then I have some, some kind of spicy tips in there for like aphrodisiacs, essential oil blends to enhance a certain frequency and vibration for attraction. Um, and some just some ritual things that you can apply in your own life to just really spice up your energy and amp up your attraction. <laughs> so here's a question I'll throw into the mix, and it might shock some people, but I, I would love to hear your view on it. As we say, everything's spiritual. So um, <laughs> when I work with spirit, I love knowledge, and I know Alice is the same. I love to talk to them. I love to communicate. I love to ask questions. I'm very much that nosy neighbor over the fence that wants to learn everything and know everything. And spirit very much uh, have they, they show us in different ways and they talk just and but they would say they're very, very very open and have a great sense of humor and they're very open. And spirit very much have have explained and are teaching us that when our loved ones on this this life when our loved ones transition um we can still be have an intimate relationship with our loved ones and spirits sure so we can and i know it's quite a taboo not a lot of people like to talk about that but um i i have met people who personally have do have that them experiences and um have the validations and they know they're with their loved one um so have you ever came across that when you were writing your book or were you researching or were you just spirit-led or sure i mean i have um a very dear friend of mine who was also a lover for many years uh he's been in spirit for a very long time now and he and i are not intimate but he's with me every day um and just he's always there not just in signs but i can feel him i can hear him and so sometimes soulmates you know they come into your life and they don't want to just cross over and get all their lessons. They want to stay. They do go to the light, but they come back. So they're they're healed. They're not a ghost, but they do want to continue to guide you and participate in your life with you. Um, and if you were to like, if you were still intimately involved with a lover that passed and you wanted to have a physical lover, that'd be fine because there's no jealousy, you know, but yeah. sometimes they just assign themselves to you as a form of spirit guide or guardian because they're not done. They're, they're still committed to you. They want to help you achieve the best things that you can achieve in this lifetime. So, yeah. spiritually, yeah. have you have you noticed a bit of a taboo about that? I have. Um, maybe whether well, it's like a, um, it depends whereabouts in the world you are, um, as to you know, um, just whether you know we're more open to it or more close to it. But um, yeah. well, I, there's I, a lot of spiritual activity. I think in the United States. Um, I can only speak as to the environment I'm mostly in. <laughs> um, yes. And so in, in the United States, usually when people are experiencing intimacy from a spirit, we look at incubus succubus. We want to make sure it's not demonic posing as a loved one, yes. because that is where a lot of people can get misled and get into trouble. Um, so I like what you said about your friend or clients that have a lot of validation and that's just going to be something that's very unique. And, and you would only know that signature because every single soul has a different, unique signature. 
So yes. once they're coming around you and you know it's it is that one, it's not just wishful thinking and you're not falling for like incubus succubus, then that's yeah. fine because they are very committed to, like I said, staying with you. They want to be part of your life. And we're in a time frame now where it's easier to pierce through the veil physically in terms of being able to feel touch and uh, for a spirit yes. being able to make that kind of access, you don't have to be a medium to experience it. More people are experiencing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's also a form of healing. Yes, it absolutely. Many, it, it kind of, um, it brings in and it helps with the grief and even yes. to decide the grief in years to come. Um, yes. It is opening that heart and healing that heart more yeah. and more. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So like one of the things like, when it comes to when we lose a loved one, it's not just that we we miss them. It's the connection, right? It's the severing of the connection that causes so much pain. Yeah. It, because like not only do you not have closure, but you can't have those conversations and you you don't feel their energy. And so I advise people, this is where it's time for you to begin ascending. And as so when you start to heal your grief, grief on the emotional frequency scale is only 75 so love is up here at 500. So we need to go from grief, low level, up into an energy of love and higher even to get into spirit communication, right? Yeah. So it's all about the frequency and vibration. So the more you heal your grief and reach for those higher levels, not only do you heal your heart, but you can reconnect with your loved one on the other side, you know? And so it's all about that healing journey. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Alice. Sorry, this is where I, I'd like to touch on about reconnect. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, no, I know that's that's very big in what you do, and yes. helping people um, who are suffering in deep grief uh, of their loved one that's passed over. And um, I absolutely applaud you for doing that because Thank we need you. more mediums helping um, other people who are grieving and getting rid of the ego that seems to be taking over mediumship now. Um, so um, could you tell us a little bit more about how that began for you? Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's always been at the base of my work. Uh, that's what led me to develop all my skills and abilities. And it's always been, it, it's thread through all of my books. Like as you read my books, you'll be like, oh, she go, she's going back to grief again. Um, because grief is... When I work with people, I've been doing mediumship my whole life. So I've been in business uh, for 30 years. Um, so I work with people that have been, they come to me after suffering in grief for 10 years, 20 years. And I find that it's very um, group consciousness around grief wants people to stay stuck in it as if it's a badge of honor. I love them so much. I'm going to grieve for the rest of my life, 20 years or 30 years, you know. And it's like, no, your loved one on the other side, they don't, they feel your, they feel your energy. So when you're sad and, and grief stricken, they're on the other side, like, well, why don't you feel me? I'm right here. You know, if you do your work to heal, you'll feel me and know we're still connected. You know, but this part of our physical journey is done and we need to learn how to communicate, how, how to get their vibrations in order to communicate and stay in contact. Um, so my program is is always about that. So what I find also with everyone grieving is the things that keep them in grief. And I'd like to really shift that globally 
and give people permission to heal their grief faster and get into the more connected aspect of the afterlife, knowing their loved one is still there with them and that they're not alone. Um, and clearing the group consciousness programs, it just keeps people stuck in that state because it's like living a half life. And I find there's certain things, you know, soul contracts, understanding the death doors, the timing of death and the spiritual aspects that need to be healed to really allow somebody to process much cleaner, the energy of loss. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask as well, do you um, deal with animal grief as well? I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for some reason, those are the videos that really took off on my channel. I, I was like, I mean, People grieve over their animals. I think it's an underserved population. You know, I think there needs to be more services geared towards that because our beloved animals are so full of unconditional love and we tend to put everything into them, you know, but I will say this, like when I connect with the animals on the other side, um, they, it's just like our loved ones that are human, they do not want to see you suffering. They don't want to see you sad. I always tell people like, usually by the second they're put down at the vet's office, they've already raced home and they're there waiting for you, wagging their tails and happy to see you. And you're coming in crying and they don't understand because they're like, I'm here. I'm right here, mommy, you know? Um, so your pets are not missing you. They're with you. And people need to also understand like how to raise their vibration and frequency for that awareness, because it's not a separation. It's just, they've moved into spirit and we're physical. So we have to bridge the gap vibrationally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I, I, Alice would understand that probably most of us can understand um, the loss of, of our, our love for our fur babies. Cause they very yes. much would be say, um, they very much are part of our family yes. um, and we do treat them and they give us up so much unconditional love yeah. but also um, I, I was speaking to um, a person one, and they said to me the most beautiful thing you can do when your loved one passes is just to sit with them mm -hmm. before everything you know take that time Yes. you know sit with them when, when you know when your loved one transitions because sooner or not it gets very fast paced very automatic you know there's arrangements made this thing and you don't really get to sit and have them final proper moments sometimes you can be rushed okay you know it's and and they said it was the most beautiful thing to spend that them last few maybe maybe half hour 30 minutes whatever just sit there um before that fast pace before them arrangements and and would you would you what, what way would you explain to people yeah I, I mean like when my dog dexter died my daughter and i were at the vet's office and well we knew because he told me that he was ready to go and he had started collapsing and and losing his his um you know, he'd like lay in his pee and he's just he looked at me and he's like i'm i'm done my daughter yeah. and I kept doing healing work on him and he'd rebound, you know, and he, this one time he's like, I'm done. Let me know. Um, mm -hmm. My daughter at the time was like, well, he didn't tell me that. So I'm not ready to let him go. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you better start tuning in with him because we want to be in alignment with this. So the next night she got a visit from him where he said he was ready to go and she felt okay in her heart to move forward. So we went and we, um, we were the last appointment that day. And so 
oh, we just cried and cried. And the vet was so good to us. They let us stay in there and just cry over him for half an hour after closing. I mean, the whole floor was just soaked. Um, and that is just normal. That's release. I, I never, I, people should feel that people should feel that shift. And the more you actually feel your grief, the quicker you can heal it. It's yeah. when people are stuffing it that it comes out 10 years, 10 years or 20 years later, yeah, you know, so like move through that experience and, and, and take, you know, all the appreciation. And then that fills your heart with love. It just brings tears out. You know, it's just so yeah. much. It's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's okay. To, it's sorry. It's it's sorry, Alice. I, I was just wanting to say it is okay to have them tears. Yes. Um, because when our, our our fur babies transition into spirit, they are they are the light. They are the mm. same as us, um, yeah. and they can very much connect and talk to you. Yes. So in the spirit, but to uh, to have that, a lot of people maybe who aren't um, animal lovers or who maybe don't have pets, you know, I think. Don't, maybe don't understand because they've never had that connection. Yeah. Um, but when you do have a connection with an animal, it's it's very much part. It is here. It's part of your life. Yes. It's part of your connection. Well, um, I've connected with people before when they've had a, a sudden and severe loss from their soulmate pet. Someone that they, you know, how you just bond with certain pets more than others. And so when you lose a soulmate pet, I've, I've worked with people like that. Yeah. And when I start to pick up on the animal that's with them, it's not that one. And they're like, wait a minute, that's not the one I just lost. And, and I'm like, well, I, I'm describing it and, and I'm, and I'm getting like, there's the animals literally telling me I'm your first one. I'm your first one. And they're like, what? That's from 50 years ago. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yes, because all your animals are still with you. Yeah. You yes. know? And so it's amazing when you know that it's, it's, it's like, they don't have to just come and visit. They stay with you spiritually. Yeah. They're always with you. Yeah. Which is so lovely. Yeah. It is lovely. You know, to know that. Um, yeah. I'm in a position at the moment um, when my dogs, I've been told, um, has only got four to six weeks to live. She's got mm -hmm. cancer. Um, I've been going through the, a roller coaster of yeah. grief at the moment. Do you know, um, some days it's not, I think I'm I'm getting there, and then the next day I'm just like, wow, you know, yeah, um, you know, um, and I think the knowing what's coming as well, you know, I I'm spending lots of time with her, you know, yes. I've, I've stopped all my you know my work at the moment, spirit yeah. because I can't do it just now. I, I want to be with her. I feel that yeah. my oh, it's role, beautiful. Yeah. my role, and um, um, for spirit to be with her, um. Yes. But it's very, very hard. It's very, it's very hard. And no matter, you know, how, you know, I will be with her all the way. It's, it's the, the physical loss. You know, yes. you know, they're yes. still with you. You know, they're still with you. Um, but it's that physical loss that takes a little bit of time. But yeah. grief is something you have to go through. Whether you mm -hmm. go through it now or later on, you can't avoid it. Right. Yeah, my, I had to put two cats down um, about a year and a half ago. And it was like, you know, we had put our dog down, then we moved and we're like, okay, mid, my daughter and I were like, at least we have, you know, we, we still have our cats. And, and all of a sudden one died very unexpectedly. It was like very traumatic and it like broke our hearts. And then yeah. a couple months later, our, our more elderly cat, he's like 20. Um, he was ready to go. He was, but he kept coming, having these like, 
you know, we'd put all our time and effort into him, change his diet and spoil him and he'd rebound, you know, and then have a lot, a couple more years, he'd put on his weight and be all buff and do well. And then he'd decline. And this was time it was him. And, and so we had a um, vet come to our house and hold him in his, my daughter got to hold him in his special blankie and we got to put him down at home. Yeah. And that was really special. Um, and then the very next day we were sitting in that same exact spot on the sofa and a white feather was just floating around and it didn't go anywhere else in the room. It just kept circling like a little um, tornado right in that spot. And we're like, you know, he's here. And so the sooner you get the afterlife signs, the sooner your heart knows they're fine. They're okay. You know? And yeah. That's right. And, and you know, there's nothing more beautiful than, than getting those signs. You yes. Know? Um, I, I also would like to um, touch on, um, a little bit here about when you, you said about um, setting spirits free. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask that next, so we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> we're in sync, Judith. We are. We're sinking. We're looking in. <laughs> yeah. um, have you got any stories or a story in particular that um, is cherished there in your heart that? That you were able oh, to help set. My goodness. Yeah, I've been doing it for so long. I so that was the beginning of my work. That was the beginning of my work and a, a crucial part to my work. Um so my daughter is also a medium, so she and I just we would do this all the time, you know. So after death, there's a certain time frame where you have to go into the light, and if you don't, you become earthbound. You get stuck in the magnetic grid on earth, and that's what we call ghosts. So I did paranormal work for 20 years. I've photographed them. Yeah. I've recorded their voices. I've communicated with them. Um, I clear them. So that's the aspect of my work. I'd get called in from, from different teams and people and stuff and say, you know, like, get your evidence because I think that moves the industry forward and improves the afterlife. And I think that's phenomenal. But then go ahead and bring the healing and release these spirits. Bring them back to fullness. Bring them, move them into the light so that, you know, it actually helps you because if you have a ghost in your environment, it lowers the vibrational frequency and they have to take someone else's energy because they no longer have their own. So it helps the soul go to heaven or the afterlife, whatever you call it. And it helps the living because they're not being drained and it helps the vibration on earth because there's not unhealed souls walking around. So yeah. even just crossing over one soul is a big deal. But I just spent a ton of time in Fredericksburg, Virginia, on the battlegrounds of the Civil War and spent so much time crossing over spirits because when I would connect with them, they were telling me um, that they needed a hospital and that I'd say, how long have you been here? And they're like, one night, which meant they still thought it was the same night of battle from so long ago. Um, so that was a very dense area with so many unhealed spirits. So I was out there for a couple of months doing a lot of massive work. Um, of course, there's more personal stories when I'm crossing over people that I know and love, family members or people that have committed suicide. Um, and they always come back. Like I usually see them within a day or two and they come back and see me first thing in the morning and they're, they're smiling at me. Their face is full of light. Their eyes are shining and they're just showing that appreciation for being able to move them forward. Yeah, yeah. What do you think um, the police think about us um, 
you know, because I know that it can be a bit of a grey area there. Some police are quite happy to work with you and other police are, are like pushing you away because they think you're a bit um, crackers, really, to be fair. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm sorry, did you say police? Police. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't really work with the police. I mean, I have, but that's not really my forte. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think... I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. Police in America are more open. Yes. Because um, I, I have passed information. Um, I, have been, I, I was contacted by a family, and I did pass information. And the police were more open and went, oh, how does she know that? Because that wasn't, that's never been right. um, like publicized. And they, I find the police in America were quite open compared to the UK. I find the UK okay. quite, no, don't go there. It's, um, it's, yeah. it's a personal choice. Yeah, think, it's a personal choice if you want to go down yeah. that road and yeah. work with And for me, it's yeah. not. You know, yeah. yeah. For me, it's not either. I did, um, when I was deciding like where all I wanted to work and what areas I did go through a space of in time of that. And I didn't like it um, because yeah. like I could see like victims that were taken, but I couldn't see enough identification in order to get them to the exact address. And so I didn't want to be just like, Oh, it's a field or it's an old building with, you know, bars on the window. It's like, that could be anywhere. And I could see a map and I could see, but it's like, if I could, I'm like, if I can't give them enough, accurate information to help them really get there, then that's not my strength. And I need to do what's my strength because yes. there's other people I know that just pierce through the veil and they can see it and they can give it clearly. So yeah. I'm like, let them do that and I'll do mine. <laughs> so it's very good at letting you feel and understand your niches, your strengths and the yeah. areas. Um, and if we listen to them, they're very, like you say, you, we, we very much, we learn that strength in the areas that's where it want us to be in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I encourage all mediums to, you know, delve into all aspects of it because otherwise how would you know which one you really have a strength in? Yeah. You know, yeah. and while other ones could be developed, it's like you might have a unique gift to bring forward in mediumship that other people, you know, aren't focusing on. So um, I just say like get, when people get into their development, you know, do all of it, learn how to see spiritually, Learn how to transfigure, learn yes. how to cry, learn how to work with the missing, um, do all aspects of it because it all grows the mediumship muscle. Yes. That brings me actually on to your next book, um, the one that mediumship scrying and transfiguration yeah. um, that you brought out in 2017. Yeah. Um, now, I know that you have done it in a way that it's for beginners, you know, to... Well, to, can I just say that in terms of... So it was published by Llewellyn, and the only reason it says it's for beginners is because they have a beginner series, ah, which right. is... Okay. Yeah, and so the beginner series sells really well. So they, instead of just having it out there on its own, they put it in the beginner series to be part of the collective as it was yeah. sold to the public. So it's yeah. not technically for beginners. <laughs> Yeah, it, it looks like that, like that, the way it's worded, though. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, how do, do you teach this as well? I, I would imagine you teach this. Do, yeah, right? I mean, I have um, in my spiritual academy online, I actually have a mediumship scrying course 
um, where people can take it. It's a rather quick course. It teaches them how to properly set it up, what to anticipate, and have some people demonstrating it on there. There's a checklist and all that stuff. So I was taught how to mediumship scribe by a different medium many years ago. Um, I think it was like 2007. And he's also in spirit. I have a, most of my mentors are in spirit. So of course, I, I'm still in contact with them. And I love to share their work and bring it forward. Um, so that I actually learned from him. And it was remarkable because at the time, I was only seeing ghosts and spirits by accident. I didn't know how I could tune into it on purpose to see them. So when I went to his class and he was showing us, um, I kept thinking in my head, like, wow, everybody else must be more advanced than me. I'm not seeing them like they are. And then all of a sudden it clicked, the veil dropped and I saw everything. Yeah. And I was like, could it really be that easy? So I went home and I taught my daughter and my husband at the time and everybody could do it. And so then we started taking pictures of it and we're like, this is remarkable. This is so much fun. And, and we started looking at our photos and we're getting the ghosts and spirits in our photos. Like our yeah. cameras could pick it up. So I went yeah. back to my mentor and I was, I showed him all this stuff and he's like, oh my God, I never thought about photographing it. And he's like, that is amazing. And we just had picture after picture after picture of loved ones showing up. I take um, selfies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, I, I, I do. I'm like, smile, guys. <laughs> my children laugh at me <laughs> because I'm like I'm like my mom, the mini Sheila, and because mem photos are memories, and and to me, I I like, smile, guys. So I'm mm -hmm. taking pictures, and they laugh at me because I actually take selfies with my guides. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah, and it's it's they will say they will happily show up and smile. Oh and yeah. Take steps forward. So yeah. Yeah, have you not done that, Alice? No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it was amazing because we didn't know, we didn't anticipate that we were kind of opening a door and then and then I moved it forward and I was like, wow, I could teach everybody how to do this because I don't know how it is. I have been, you know, to Arthur Finlay College, so I've been around a lot of mediums in that area. And, and there are some differences from that side of the pond to this in terms of mediumship. I know you guys don't really focus on the paranormal. You have different beliefs around that maybe, or, or the majority of mediums, I should say. Um, but yeah, in this country. Yeah, no, I'm interested I, in the paranormal. Yeah. Well, what? Actually, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm actually a member of the Society of Power Psychological Studies. So Wonderful. I, I, yeah. yeah, I'm very open. I think that's why we're enjoying this so much. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am. I'm very open to it because I think if you close and you only have a little bit and you close the rest down, then you're, you're not understanding it all. And things things yeah. You, I, you know what? I always, that's always been part of my platform. It was a, it, when I had anything formal, the very first thing I did, I was in Bosnia in 1995 and worked with a healing priest that taught me how to clear negative entities, you know, so I could see them. And then he taught me how to clear them. So my daughter was three at the time. And so people would come to our house and my daughter and I were clearing all these entities off people. Mm -hmm. um, and this is like so long ago, you know, and then it just kind of advanced. And then we were living in haunted houses and then yeah. people, we became aware that people were bringing home attachments and, 
So that was like the early work. And then I started to see in the higher vibrational, our loved ones that would come back and visit. I started having more of those experiences. Um, but yeah, that's always been part of, uh, of my background was with working with spirit. And I always tell people because I, I see a lot of people that want to develop their mediumship and they're so interested in the spirit world and they dive in, but they don't know the basics. They don't know how to protect. They don't know how to discern. They don't know how to clear off. Yeah. And because of that, they might have a negative experience and then just shut it all down. So yeah. I, I really feel that it's an area that needs to be um, properly taught so that people know how to, it's like we're spiritual, but we don't get a guidebook, right? So I think we need to learn how to use our spiritual energy so that we're always clear and protected and always, you know, when we, when we do, because if you're working in the spiritual realm, you will encounter yeah. some things that are not of the light. And it's like, okay, then you should have the skills to know what to do with that immediately without fear and how to get rid of that properly and safely. And then you can move on. Do you not yeah. think too, uh, Diana, uh, building that strength, that bond, that relationship with your own spirit team is a really big part to play in any of the work that we do, you know, um, because once we have that really strong bond with our own spiritual team, we understand that we're always protected by them. We are working from a place of love, and of, of, depending on what you're doing in a higher vibration. Mm -hmm. So having that connection and relationship with your spirit team, it, to me, I've always felt was vital. You know, yes. a vital part of yeah. what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I would say that most people don't have that. Yes. Okay. Like when I was, I was actually in um, school at Arthur Finlay College and you know how they have shared dorms. Yeah. One of the girls in the room, um, she, one of them was really sick for a couple days and the other one came back to the room right when I had finished taking a nap. I, I had woken up from a nap and I opened my eyes and a Oh, right above her bed, I saw a very dark gray blob climbing on the ceiling above her bed. And it was mm -hmm. non-human. It was just a really massive, uh, a mass blob that was crawling. And I was like, oh, my God. My first response was like, you know, like I thought it was Harry Potter or something, right? I was like, oh, my God. And I shot at the light through my hand. And then I was like, wait, that's not how I do it. And I had to, like, go get my connection and then properly clear it out of the room. Just then my roommate came in. And I told her, I said, this was above your bed that maybe that's why the person sleeping next to you is so sick. Like, what's going on? And she's like, well, I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in anything negative. I'm like, what? And she said, well, if I believe there is negative things in the spirit world, I wouldn't be able to open up my body as a vessel and let them work through me every night. And I'm like, you do what? And she said, yeah, I just turn on my tape recorder and let spirits come into my body and they talk through me and I record them every night. And I'm like, would you go online and tell anybody who wanted to date you to have come over and have access to you? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, I, think, mm -hmm. I think that's why one of the reasons why Alice is so passionate about and, and to be honest, so am I. I think why we enjoy doing this spiritual chat so much yeah. is the fact that um being open to spirit is more, it's more than just connecting with people. Yeah. Um, it's more than um it's so open that people can be very vulnerable and and, and it's 
I think people a lot of times will think of the old style of mediumship, which they they feel is quite and like I want to say like it feels like in a, it's in a box, it's safe. When really spirit has evolved so much and they have learned so much, whether it's negative spirits or whether it's love and light, they have really evolved. Um, so it's very like you say, you know, we can be very just laxadaisy and not understand that there's a lot to working with spirit and, yeah. and what you say. You know, yeah, there really should be some lessons that are taught to all mediums. Because the other thing I was going to say about that when we're talking about the mediumship of scrying, the majority of mediums, I could say, in the United States have never seen a spirit with their eyes. It's just yeah. all mental mediumship. Yeah, so I, I, have, I definitely have. Yeah. yeah, and so when I teach people how to use mediumship scrying to develop their spiritual sight to see with these eyes open, they're yeah. like, well, that's not possible. And I used to get shut down, like, in my early years. They'd be like, I'd go to a mediumship instructor, and they're like, well, if you're trying to see spirits better physically, that won't happen because they're just energy. And I'm like, what? I see spirits all the time, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, you're not the right teacher for me. And I, and I just had to keep looking and looking and looking for the right teachers. So I love the, the mediumship scrying technique will help anybody to get into that vibration, to drop the veil, to be able to see spirits. And that's the beginning. And you really then want to have discernment and also know how to cross over. Yeah. You yeah. see, the about the crossing over and, you know, this, what Alice had touched on earlier about the setting spirits free. The one thing I wanted to ask was, um, you were talking about, you know, um, in the battlefield and, you know, going about in different places. Obviously, you've worked in various different places with different vibrations and different energies in, in the loved ones and the spirits that you've helped set free. And I'm not sure if this makes sense, but does ley lines fall into place? So, you um, know, different parts we have. We have the different chakras across our, you know, our earthly plane. So, do you find that depending on where the lower, heavier energy is, it it prevents spirits from realizing? Does that play a part? You know, does that play a part in the fact that it's a heavier energy, so they're not going straight into a higher vibration? Do, do you know? Um, where I know. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. Um, so uh, I'll explain it to the way you, the way that I work. There's like a nine day window. And it doesn't matter where you are. You could be in a high vibration or low vibration. It's vibration led and it's um, a personal choice, free will. So there is no God saying you can't come to heaven because you did these things wrong. There is none of that. Okay. It's free will. So if you're afraid of judgment, you might not go to the light because of your religious dogma, but it's just not based on truth. You're welcome to come in. But like for those people that die, let's say in a very tragic circumstance, maybe they committed suicide because they were so depressed and so disconnected. Sometimes they don't go into the light partially because of judgment, but partially because they can't get their vibration. They have no hope. That's why they killed themselves. And so without that light, sometimes they don't go in. There's a small percentage that go into the light right after they die. But if they don't come up in vibration, they stay earthbound. And then you have to do a soul retrieval and cross them over. So that they can really get that healing. 
So it, where the ley lines are so important is when it comes to vortex energy, because yeah. we have vortex energy and portals on the earth. And so when we have those dynamic energetic points, we have much more supernatural activity. You'll have alien activity, you'll have ghostly activity. Um, they're also hot spots for being able to do healing work because everything's yes. amplified and there's less restriction in terms of the laws of the universe, like law of gravity, yeah. law of magnetics. It's all mixed up in those areas. They're they're highly potent. So I spent many, many years doing work in vortex areas. So yeah, so if yeah. you like just look at like the biggest, you know, like um the Egypt's uh the pyramids in Egypt or any other place you know as an energetic hotspot not not they're like they're vortexes so not only yeah. will you have more spiritual activity you're just gonna you're all everything else you do will be amplified there yeah yes yeah yeah it's I very think, interesting yeah i think a lot of people now the door opening up more you know um whereas um years ago it, it was a taboo subject you know to even speak about it and you know and it was all done behind closed doors as well but it's yeah. really, it's a natural movement, you know, because we are spirit living a physical life, yeah. you know. Um, you know, so I feel it should be talked about more and, and not pushed aside so much because yeah. it may help people in this life yeah. even more, yeah. you know, with a new understanding. Yeah, me. I had, well, one of my ex-husbands, um, well, he used to always tell me before we had people over, before going to a dinner party or something, he'd be like, now, remember, don't talk about this, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what? No, because I just show up authentic. And so if I want to talk about anything interesting, that's going to come up. And, uh, you know, so I would just go about my regular conversations and just be who I am. And he was just mortified. He was always just thinking she's going to embarrass me. She's going to start talking, you know, and always without fail. Everybody in the room had their own story to share, and they were so validated by being able to share it to me and to the group that it always shifted the, the dynamic of whatever event we were in. Because people were like, "Oh, I, I lost my lover, and then I feel like I got an afterlife visit, or I, I lost, just lost my mother, and then I found this necklace. It was like an airport. It came out of nowhere, you know, and everybody had something so special to share that they were afraid to tell other people." Yeah, and it's like if more people share that, they'll know that it's really not supernatural. It's natural. It's part of our life. It's part of our continued connection with the afterlife. But do you not find, Diana, that's part of the the teaching through society that we have been? It's as you say, it's it's learning not to gain those layers, but to remove those layers, and yes. it's learning that it's okay, you know, most spiritual people will say, I know, like myself, um, I felt as a child, nobody understood me. Yeah, um, exactly. No, nobody could see that man in the attic. Nobody could see what I, and I was put down to a nervous child. Whereas, yeah, um, was I? <laughs> I, yeah, um, but mm -hmm. looking back, had I, now my mom was amazing, don't get me wrong, and she had a very strong faith, and she, she actually is very spiritual, but she sees it as um, of good judgment. You know, she's never pursued, pursued that um, that line. But um, becoming a mother myself, and uh, Alice, I'm sure you were the same, I could see those patterns. You know, our, our children are very spiritual, and um, our youngest, she, she teleports, she's off and she's here and she's there. And, 
And um, and I, I found it very, very important to be really open. Um, now my partner would have went, you know, um, <laughs> he, he just, but then in the, he used to say, Do you know what, I, I, I surrender. It's, it's, it's not my thing, but I, I can't, I can't say why or argue it. Um, but I found it very important to be open. And I, I, our generations coming forward, they're more and more spiritual. The children, yeah. they're holding yeah. on to that knowledge. And, and they're, they're, they're coming forward with a strength and a knowledge within them spiritually that isn't getting lost. And society's changing. And because society, I find personally, I feel because society is changing, it's helping them hold on to that. Yeah. And Absolutely. And that, that was the whole mission that I had with my daughter. I only have one child and, and she, she spoke to me. So, um, you know, you guys will probably be familiar with this, but you know, because of the other side is there in between and before and after, right. So her spirit came to me before she was born, before I decided to get, become pregnant. And she told me she was ready to come in and that she was a girl and that her name was Alana. Um, and I'm like, Oh no, I'm going through a divorce. How am I going to make this happen? You know? So um, I just did a very unusual thing. And the, the next person I met, you want to be a dad? Okay, let's go. You know, and so we went and had Lonnie. We brought her into the world. But she was spiritually open and ready to come in at the point in time. And to me as her mother, because I was raised in a very orthodox, strict Catholic family. So anything that I did in terms of developing my gifts was seen as evil and I was going to hell. Um and that's why probably I had to be taught by a Catholic priest in Bosnia as the first segue to my gifts, because he said, you're being called. This is, you know, God given. And so I, if it wasn't anybody other than a Catholic priest at that time, I probably wouldn't have been able to embrace it. So based on my upbringing, that was a blessing for me. So by the time I decided to have my daughter, I raised her without dogma, which meant I also had to raise her away from my family because I didn't want them to poison her with self-doubt or negative um, religious beliefs or dogma. So I raised her in a very, like if she, I wouldn't lead her, I would let her lead me. So I would support for her the things that she would see and experience spiritually. So we had a very spiritual open house and she'd say, you know, I've got a guy at the end of my bed with a hat on every night, or I've got this or that. And I'd be like, okay, honey, let's light some votive candles and tune in and see if we can help them. You know, and then we drive up to the cemetery and see if we could actually find those names on headstones and make it real for her. You know, yeah. so yeah. three years old on, she as soon as she was able to speak, we were sharing this world together. And do she's. You not find, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, no, it's okay. Do you not find by doing that, that it actually helps prepare them with the grief and the, and the death process? Yes. Because yes. I know our youngest is, is she's 19. And you know she she has um, a welcome list and people that like you know I have music she has music she says I have music I picked this I picked that mom there's a beautiful wee uh, gravesite graveyard where there's a, a summer seat where I can sit and look out and and yeah. my partner goes stop talking like that and she goes <laughs> but we're all going to we're all going to to pass at some time I want you to know what I want yeah and, uh, and there's a guest list and, and he he doesn't like it at all um but she's so open 
Um, mm-hmm. And mom, can I just, mom, you need to make a will because that's see that ring. Um, <laughs> and but she, you know, we we joke about it, but she she genuinely is very open about well, she wants to take her, she wants to write a will, she wants to have her life insurance, and she's nineteen, and my partner's going, why are you thinking of this at nineteen? But I think because like you're you've been with your daughter. Um, that grief and death process that you, that you help many people with around the world helped her growing up. Yeah, yeah, and we—that's one of the things. Like, if like, let's say, for instance, like my father died during COVID, and we weren't able to go to Virginia, so my daughter and I just tuned in with him spiritually and connected. Right? Yeah. There's no like, oh, I missed it or I wasn't there. There's none of that because we just tuned in, you know, mm-hmm. spiritually. And so we've always been able to do that. And we, it is amazing because you don't have to, you know, most people that suffer with grief have those storylines that they're told. I didn't get there in time or I wasn't able to go because it was COVID or whatever it is. And it's like, it doesn't need to be a reality. If people yeah. just learned how to tune in, they could be right there and then also connect with them immediately when they cross over and yeah. start getting the validations in their home, which is what we did immediately. And we're like, oh, yeah, dad's visiting. There it is. And it just immediately starts to curb your grief, you know, and that's where the healing begins. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry um, to interrupt there. But in some people's cases as well, though, they're not meant to be there, you know, if they, yeah. didn't, if they didn't make it in time. They weren't meant to be there, you know. Exactly. Um, you know, um, and then other people, you know, I was with I was with my mother or my father all that time and only stepped out the room for a few moments. And it was maybe the other sister or the other brother that was there. Yeah. But that, but the other sister had been there, say, all the time, but only stepped out for a few moments and the mother passed. Yes. It's because yes. It's, it, it's meant to be because, you know, as you know, you don't stop being a mum or a dad just because you're 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 starting to um yeah. lose your energy here physically yeah. you still know what my daughter or my son could cope with do you know yes. well cope sometimes Alice, what, what you're explaining is like sometimes we put our will onto their divine timing of departure it's not about us right no that every single soul selected who they were born to where they were born when they were born and their death doors were created the same way. Who will be with them when, where, and how? Yeah. And we have multiple death doors. So we can, you know, we can pass that one up and take this one, but they're soul contracts. And so the living always wants to project their own will on that, but they don't understand and honor that this person already chose. Yeah. And when they select that one, it's like, oh, if I didn't make it there, I wasn't meant to be there. That's just a fact. Yeah. You weren't meant to be there. And you just have to honor that. Do you find that, um, so us say as adults, um, a person, for instance, I I was talking to, she was an adult, she was in probably her late 20s. And, you know, she she was talking to me and I actually did a thing with uh, grief because so many people were contacting me and it just seemed to be spirit wanted something done because it was all, all the same questions. And, you know, she was really, really broken because she couldn't, she didn't want to see her loved one. 
um, deteriorate uh, and and but I find I, I I believe sometimes maybe I'm wrong but intuitively our loved ones are letting us know you know that you're feeling so strongly that you're not meant to be there you know they maybe don't want you seeing them as you say you know not just transitioning but maybe you know close to that time you know they're trying to even in coming to their end time of transitioning they're still trying to protect their children by saying oh, even, sure. even, even as adults you know so they're portraying that you know like i i know um our mother-in-law um she had been in hospital we didn't uh, we weren't aware that she was in hospital and um, my partner me he does he doesn't he's as I say he's not the spiritual life um, but we both had the exact same dream that was her letting us know she was in the hospital and that was her way of working with her her son to, you know to, to place that into the end was in transition but I intuitively they're sending that message maybe messages to us you know even like that lady who she was beating herself up so much that she felt that she was letting her loved one down and really maybe her loved one was that was the loved one's choice mm -hmm. yeah so that's like the group consciousness of grief that we're talking about that's when an individual uses their ego to project what they think needs to happen because they've read books about it, seen movies about it, or that's your role in the family. And it's like, it's much more honoring when you could just put your hand on your heart and close your eyes and ask, you know, if you're being led to be there. And sometimes it's going to be like, oh, that's weird. I thought I was, but when I did this exercise, yeah, it's not my place. They have something else they're supposed to experience. And so we don't have to project ourselves into that experience. Yeah. You know, and that's a freedom. And so that's a lot. You're, you're talking about the stuff that's holding yes. people in grief forever. And it's not based on reality. It's just a group consciousness that's been accepted for so long. The people yeah. think that there's something wrong if they don't get to have that. So can we just, I think we maybe should clarify too that because not everybody is mediums that probably watch this. And when we talk about ego, we're not meaning it in a bad way. We're talking about ego in the sense that it's that logic mind that's trying to, that rational mm -hmm. mind that's trying to put things into place that um, instead of um, letting that subconscious come right. forward. More coming out of conditioning. Yes. Conditioning, yes. programming, what we've been told, yes. what society accepts instead of our inner dialogue and connection. Yeah. As spiritual, we understand that, but not yeah. everybody would understand that. So, yeah. 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 I do believe, though, um, what you're doing with the program Reconnect, I think, is is fantastic. But for those For those who um, would like to find out more about that, is it a program, um, does it last for six weeks, eight weeks, or is it an open book? program where you can dip in and out how does no, it work it's nine weeks um right. so after a loved one dies for instance there's nine days before they can they can go freely into the light otherwise after what i told you the grid closes and they need help so i was shown that also in terms of grief the number nine was very significant to their spiritual healing and the things that needed to help them resolve these unfinished issues and spiritual components to help them shift that energy and come into more of a space of love and acceptance with their loss in healed space. I mean, literally pulling grief out of their lungs and heart and 
yeah. finding purpose in a new path and all of that. But they told me nine. So it's nine yeah. weeks. Yeah. So when people sign up for the uh, for reconnect, it's nine weeks that I am live working with them in spiritual healing sessions, one per week. And after we've had our session, there's a spiritual assignment that they'll have during the week to do on their own that gives them that time and opportunity to move through some more things. And then we reconnect. So maybe it's like every Monday for the next nine, nine weeks at a specific time. Mm -hmm. And we'll keep that cycle to move them through that. Yeah. You mentioned grid work there as what you were explaining to Alice. Um, can you explain a little bit more? I'm curious because um, Spirit talked to me about grid work and, and I've been doing a lot of grid work with them. And I'm interested to see are we work, are we doing it are we helping in different ways in the sense so if i could touch back on the grid work with you what you were explaining mm, i'm not sure i'm understanding are you talking about when we were talking about vortexes and portals or when we we're talking about oh when the grid closes after death yes okay yes. i understand you, you were mentioning about <laughs> yes you were talking about the grid and about doing grid yeah. work and i'm just curious um about a little bit more about yeah, well, I mean, it's the natural grid. And so like when a soul leaves a physical body, I mean, there's nine days for for that soul to reconnect fully with creator source energy. So there's nine days, which we call going into the light, going into heaven, crossing over. There's nine days. So in those first nine days, right immediately when a soul leaves, they have all their spiritual gifts, right? They can be with you and they can be with you and they can be a full body apparition and they can do all these amazing things. But if they don't, they don't choose to go into the light on the ninth day, they lose their spiritual abilities and they become a ghost and the grid closes. So the grid is observed even with NASA before they send a space shuttle up, they wait for the grid to open. So there's a, a like a web, a net over the earth. There is also one over our bodies. Um, so when the grid is open, it's free. When the grid closes, you're magnetically pulled to earth and you're stuck in the earth plane. And that's what creates the ghost. Now, when there are ghosts, they don't have the spiritual abilities. They can't go see their loved ones. They can't show up at multiple locations. They don't have their own energy. And that's why it's very necessary to cross those ghosts over and give them back their spiritual gift to elevate them and to let them at that point, their living loved ones begin to heal so if you think about grief, um, if you have a family member that's stuck as a ghost somewhere, genetically, you will feel the unhealed energy of your loved one, right? And so not only are they a ghost stuck in a location, but everybody connected to that loved one feels a piece of them unhealed because we're all connected through DNA. Yeah. So yeah. when you cross that loved one over, now you have elevated the DNA in every single living relative. You've brought healing of another aspect to their grief. You've lifted for them, you know, and so you brought a soul to heaven, and you've lifted all their living loved ones. So you're you're lighting that you're lighting that grid up. Um, in a sense, you're lighting that grid. Would you say? Um, yeah, like so. In my work, when I yeah, when I cross them over, basically, you know, so it's closed, and so as a spiritual healer, when I I open the grid. That's what my my work does and other people that cross over. You open the grid and you send them through and reconnect them with, them with their highest, you know, the full potential of their connection with God or creator. Um, and that is what brings light and healing into the bereaved. So that's a very important part. But 
what I would like to question about that is um, my belief is um, when when you are passing over to spirit world, then um, through that love, someone in spirit um, who loves you comes and mm -hmm. takes you. And yeah. you wouldn't want to not go because you're seeing your loved one there and you will reach out and you will want to go. And you hear many people say that they, they, they feel that pull, but maybe they, they pass for a few moments, they feel that pull, and then they see their loved one and they don't want to come back. I know. Um, well, that so that's, I've, yeah, I've had that near-death experience. I've had it yeah. two, yeah. two years ago. And um, and it sounds awful, but I did not want to come back. Mm -hmm. you know? and that's well, it doesn't sound awful because you come back into your full nature. You're yeah. like, oh, this is amazing. They think that's awful. They always think that's awful. Why would you not want to come back? I can't explain it. it yeah. There's a love oh. there. There's a beautiful love. They're so strong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can't even put it into words, you know. Um, so my my belief is then how then do people not um, get that love coming mm -hmm. to them in that pool? And, oh, they and, do. You well, know. well, Alice, I just want to go back to the like to for people that are listening that may not understand that I just want to go a little bit into that. Um, yeah. So our natural state, we are spiritual. We are all oh, love, yeah. right? We come to the physical to have certain experiences or to move humanity forward or to heal our genetic family or whatever. And that's why the energy is dense and, and lower. So the more we can actually tap into our spiritual gifts, it reminds us of who we really are. So when we actually die and return there, we're like, ah, that's right. I'm like super powerful and, and full of love and everything's whole. But we choose to be here to shift it down here. We choose to be here. Yeah, yeah and also to tap into our spiritual gifts, bring some of that energy yes. onto the physical plane, right? For the good of all, because it brings everybody up higher. Um, yeah. But what you're saying, like, yes, of course, our pets come to get us, our loved ones come to get us, our angels come to get us, our whole spirit team is there to assist in our transition and encourage us forward. The reasons people don't go Number one, fear of judgment. When their dogma is too strong and they have not forgiven or they have sins or whatever you want to call it, something that is undone, yeah. they they reject, they are so afraid of God because of what yeah. they've been taught that they avoid the light, even if they're encouraged to go by loved ones. And that's yeah. what makes them stay stuck. Um, yeah. There are some tribes that are afraid of the light. And so they stay earthbound and they protect their sacred land. Yeah. There's many different reasons. Sometimes people with young children are like, no, 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 I don't want to go. I want to stay and watch over my children. And they don't understand. You can't help them as a ghost like you can when you're in spirit. Yeah. So it's like, go into the light, please, because you'll be able to come back and watch over your children forever and really yeah. help them. But yeah. as a ghost, you're just stuck there at one spot. What if you move? You're not even going to be with them anymore. That's where I think it's good you explain it that way because some people may be listening, maybe saying, Oh, I hope my mom or my husband's not walking about as a ghost and they haven't yeah. reached the light. You're explaining it in a way that you know, yes, it could be something that, that they had done, um, or something you know that they did not want to face that light of yes. due to fear of mm -hmm. what is the repercussion here, do you know? Yeah. So, so, and I, we can I, also I say that 
that way yeah, because and, I don't want anybody thinking, you know, is my daughter or my son or were they walking about? Hey, Alice, that is exactly why I teach this technique. In the book yeah. Setting Spirits Free and also in Death in the Afterlife, I teach people how to cross over their loved ones yeah. because everybody should check on their loved ones yes. to ensure. If they had a traumatic or yeah. sudden death, they could be so confused and not even know they're dead. Yeah, you know, that's right. And so yes. that sometimes happens. And my yeah. daughter and I, you know, one time we were driving along the highway and it was just after a semi had crashed into a bridge and it was all blackened, you know, from the smoke. And we saw the driver as a ghost up on the hill waving his hands for help, right? Because he thought he was alive, that it was his oh. spirit up there because they'd already taken his body. Oh, bless. And we're like, we saw him and we're like, oh, no. And we're like, well, it just happened. We drive on this road all the time. So after nine days, you know, we'll check and see if he's still there and then we'll help him. And yeah. so a couple of weeks went by. We're happy to be on that road again. And he's on the hill still waving his. He thought it was the exact same moment, just like the ghost in Fredericksburg thought it was battle day still. Oh. Okay, because time is distorted. They think they're in the same moment. They don't know it's been a hundred years or two weeks or whatever it is. So when they die very traumatically, there's like a disassociative energy um, that they don't get guided into the light. And then they do need a healer to open the window and put them in the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't realize they're gone. They don't realize yeah. yeah, I'm so I'm so looking forward to reading your book, Diana. Oh, thank I, you. I, so opening <laughs> I really am. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the, the transfiguration. Before we we run out of time, if, if I could touch on that, would you um, would you do it a particular way? Would you sit in the light? Do you sit in a red light? Do you sit red in light. a cabinet? Do you yeah. so? Um, yeah. Have you? Yeah, have you tried different ways for the transfiguration? Um, have you tried? Yeah, um, well, at the time, ways? yeah. When my when my mentor at that time um, was Reverend John Lilick, he came to my home, and I had a big Victorian home, and he he first demonstrated, and then he did a really cool thing. He sat beside me and he said, "I'm transferring my transfiguration into you, so you'll be able to do this." And it was a beautiful gift he gave me. Um, but I had already. Something began happening with me already as I was teaching. Uh, so I was teaching Theta Healing for many years, and that works with genetic programming and clearing up past life levels and all kinds of, you know, deep genetic work. So something started happening to me through the course of teaching that where I was transfiguring, although I didn't have a name for it. And so when I met him and he explained it to me, he helped me to be able to do it like in a demonstration form. Well, when I was teaching my students in a regular class, you know, you channel information all the time because they have a question and it's like, I get my connection and then all of a sudden it streams into my head and then I can help move my students forward. Well, they kept telling me, you know, I'd look at my class all the time and they, their mouths are open, their eyes are like, oh my God, did everybody just see that? And I'm like, what? And they're like, you just changed into another person again. And I'm like, oh, I did? Okay. And so all my students were seeing that for me all the time. They're like, oh, there she goes. You know, and my face would just change. Um, I would embody different, you know, people. Yeah. 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 That probably happens a lot with different spiritual teachers, you know, when we're just drawing upon our, our either ancient wisdom or allowing our spirit team to speak through our channel. 
Um, I think that that it's more natural yeah. now, I think, than than ever before. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I think we're learning to trust more. We're learning to trust our yeah. spirit teams more, and um, and again, it's not the same taboo. It's yeah, I think. People are wanting to help them work more. And um, I do it in the light, which is interesting. That's why um, I know we oh. all, um, I, I've always been taught in the light, but then everything I do is in the light. Um, yeah. And as I don't know, what way do you do it? Like, yeah, well, it? well when that was happening, oh, I'm sorry. Were you asking me or Alice? No, I was just curious. Oh. Have you, um, when you would come, yeah, when I I know, I know you trained in the red light, but can yes. you when can I was transfiguring in front of my students, it was just during regular daylight hours yeah. and people yeah. see me just changing. Um, however, when I would teach people the transfiguration, I would do it old school and do the red light yeah. on a dimmer yeah. with a black background. Um, because I could get anybody to do to do it. Like I was all my family yeah. members were able to do it. My friends would come over and we'd have little shows in the basement, you know. Yeah. And it was amazing and it was enlightening and people were like, what? You know, like, and I'm like, I've always thought that was such an underrated, fascinating feature of the afterlife. I'm like, I think everybody should have, should go to a transfiguration and actually have a firsthand experience doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and also in different ways. Now, LOI work differently in the, and I work in the light. Um, I actually went, I still took, I wanted to go and see, and I went and seen a, a friend who's a medium on, on the mainland, uh, and he does it within the red light and, you know, like yourself, and it was still very interesting to watch, and I think it's it's really interesting to watch the different variations and to hear, you know, um, how, you know, different people work in different ways, and I, I was, it was I loved watching it because I could see the, the, the mist and the spirit gathering and, yeah. and and I was so close and um it was still I was still like you just said I, I would recommend go and watch the yeah. you know, all the different ways as possible because you're not really going to kind of get an issue as to what you think, oh gosh, you know, or what where you're most comfortable in your spiritual journey without yeah. experiencing the different ways. Oh yeah. Um, and and so there's a piece to that. I mean, transfiguration is different, but the mediumship scrying also you will see spirit. I mean, yes. when I, when I teach people how to do that technique, they build the energy and rapport with another person. And because of this given back energy, the veil drops. Yes. And the, yes. the eyes stay the same, the face changes. Yeah. And it's like the hands change. Yeah. They see yeah. like all the past lives and then they start to see spirit. And you can photograph these sessions, have a third person photographing and get the evidence. I had a, um, a, a different teacher, a healer that I was working with one time. I taught her how to do this. And my husband at the time was taking photos of us. And so we, we both go, no. Since we both want to get a super high connection with with Creator, let's bring that into our scrying session and see if it makes any difference. And we both became invisible. You could literally see the wallpaper on the wall behind us through our body. It was so high vibrational. And then it looked like the table that we were setting our hands on was up above our head. Amazing. The photos were, were like, oh my gosh. And so that's an area that I think needs to be explored more because our reality, we think it's so physical and it's not. If yeah. we're high vibrational, we can shift so many things in our in our reality. And yeah, the, totally the camera right. had like tons of, of pictures. 
And then we don't, I told my, um, my girlfriend I was doing this with, I said, let's pick a color and see if we can do it this way. So we whispered, you know, and we're like, let's think about aqua blue. And then we both got our connection. Um, the way that we do it, we go up to like get our connection with creator and then we make our command to do, you know, to have a beneficial scrying session. So then we open our eyes and begin scrying after that. And my husband started taking pictures and he freaked out. Like he literally screamed because he's like, oh my God, everything's aqua blue. And we're like, what? And we're like, oh my God, that's so weird. You know, and we're like, we are interacting with our environment on every level all the time. And when we can get photographic evidence or recorded evidence or a human experience, it's like that's it's so magical, but yet it's so normal. We just aren't usually aware that that it's all available for us. Yeah, I would I would video um I actually video as well as taking photos, I video and I would share it onto to my group and I would video moving and you can move your energy body from your and you can separate and and you can see the different la layers of you know and it's it's amazing and um I, I love playing about this stuff with like that and I I love that I'd yeah. love to see that oh it's it's so, so I'll link it I'll send you it um, okay I, I take I take the videos and and I I separate the energy my energy body from my so you're seeing and you're seeing it moving around and and plus then you're seeing okay. spirit come in so and you're question, seeing these higher dimensionals and it's well question good. for you then if you can separate your energy body then you should be able to bi locate have you been seen in other locations <laughs> I have been told <laughs> yeah I have been told there's quite a people would message me and say is this you and I'm going no that's not me <laughs> no honestly it's not me um, yeah, I've had people tell me before, like, um, oh, that's weird. I just saw you in my house, like, turn the corner. And they're like, are you checking in on me? And I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I didn't know, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, so that, that's a whole other thing, right? By location yeah, yeah. or, like, your your spirit energy shows up when you're thinking about somebody. And mm -hmm. to a sensitive yeah. person, they'll perceive you as a physical standing in their oh, home. We can, we can all do it. You know, we yeah. can all do it. So I've, I've just learned, because um, I come from quite a small island, um, I very much uh, trust their guidance. They've taught me on my physical. And it's been very different. Um, but I'm saying that I, I trust. So I, I love to, um, yes, we take the selfies and we have a laugh and we've got an amazing <laughs> sense of humor. But I also, when I sit, I also do the videos so it's separate. And you can literally see the energy body moving. And, yeah. and I don't know if, if many people do that, but they should. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's really good to have. Um, I've never um, took a selfie right enough, but I have seen spirit in pictures and photographs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, but uh, yes. I might it's selfie. <laughs> Yeah, no, honestly, spirit have their, look, they're as vain as us. <laughs> like, they can't get in the sofa. Um, I'm constantly doing it all, but I do my selfies all the time, the spirit. <laughs> so what do you um, do with your selfies? You're just like, you know, team up, guys, and then you get pictures? Yeah, yeah. do you get yeah. orbs or do you get faces or what do you get? I, I get my, I have, um, I get my guys in there coming around. He's got a hat and he's kind of like, um, look at it. It's nearly like you know what one of the hats he would have worn is is really 
like old old time. Um, but like I have Adora. Um, yes. Uh, no, this is. I know older. Day. Yeah, uh, much older. Um, and he and and my black bear will always get in and. And, and so see, my guides are gather around, but my higher dimensional guides yeah. come in, and they have like you can actually see their hand. Well, the way their hands is different. It's like that. Yeah. Their hands is like that, and you'll see, and you'll see them coming around, and and you can see their colors, and I love it. I and like I, everybody say to me, you know, there's so much yellow behind you, and there's so much, but it's just. We all yeah. have different energy, um, but yet calling your higher dimensional guide, yeah, because I know a lot of people, as you said, Alice, um, it's not as bad now, people with taboo. But if people really understood, because I work, I'm really into the archangels, my angels, and but you know, I always say to people, our archangels were not of this world. Our archangels are light, you know, and they connect with the solar system, they connect with the planets, the star constellations. You know, that's all a massive grid that plays a part in this this grid. Mm -hmm. um, it's work with them and bring them because they're around. So, um, like your galactic guides and star guides, and uh, you know, you work with them, bring them forward. They will get in your photographs too. You know. Yeah. Um, I would talk to other mediums in America and they would say to me, what is, who is that behind you? And I would send them the photographs and it's all blue. And, and um, yeah, honestly, video, video and, and, and we can all do it. Yeah. yeah. Do it. yeah I know that when I'm making my YouTube videos, I get orbs that are just flying all around me and people are always commenting. And I'm like, I mean, they're just, of course, or, I mean, I'm, I'm their voice box. I'm, I'm teaching yes. their stuff. I'm like helping people and they're like using me to be an instrument of yes. love and healing. Right. So they're always yeah. around me and people are spotting them here and there, but mostly in orbs. <laughs> Have you ever zoomed in? Um, well, you see, if you say to them, don't show me as an orb, come, come get yes. on the act. I, I've had people like during an interview that with this sort of thing, I've yes. literally had people tell me like, Oh my God, when I was watching it, I saw your sister walk in and stand beside you. And they're not people that normally would see spirit. They're not mediums. They're like, oh my God, you know. And I'm like, yeah. Even, even the orbs, zoom in on them. Oh, yeah, you can see, see, see them a lot. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I, I, I always say to people, zoom in on that. That's why I zoom in on or, yeah. or even old, see old time. I, like, I'm very much into archaeology and the old mm -hmm. Uh, very very old and I, I spirit very much guided me to buy the very old original books um yeah and like I'm really into all that um and but I'm very much into the archaeology side of it the history side because I feel it's very much misrepresented and mm -hmm. I I think if people were to work along with mediums more the, the the windows and the information that would come and go flowing would be amazing, and I I think it, it's when I look at people that send pictures now and go oh my word look at look at spirit in this photograph look at the colors look at the energies and it's people tend to look at a photograph and go oh that's lovely yeah or look at that view or isn't that that lovely but really really truly look you know, mm -hmm. 
I used, I used to do, um, after my 20 years in the paranormal, and I also ran a um, afterlife research society where we'd use all the different Gunsfeld effect, and then we'd do photos in red light and blue light, and we'd all the different things. Um, and I had so much evidence that I started doing presentations called uh, Proof of the Afterlife. And I would show up and show all my pictures and then have people listen to the voices. Um, and they were just shocked, you know, and they're like, oh, my God. and then they then they go home and they start to have their own experiences. And it's like, yeah, I don't know why people think it's, it's so weird. It, it should be part of our daily reality. Um, and so I'm all about like moving it from spiritual, which it is. We are spiritual and we are heart and all of that. But also. I like to move the spiritual into the science. Yes. So all of our, right yeah, all of our practical yeah. minds can yes. finally grasp it, right? Because we break ourselves down, we're atoms. We, we are literally atoms. Yeah. Um, and that's what we we can show that and, and we can record that. And show, that's what I was doing. I was recording it. Yeah. And, yeah. it. and it's, yeah, I'm, I'm right up there with the science. You know, yeah. Well, you give it to because I have people that have lost a loved one, like a, a daughter, for instance, and then they're like, "My house is filled up with orbs," and they'll send me a whole bunch to look at. Um, and I'm like, and then they'll say, "Also, we also lost pets," and I, I will do that. I'll make it big, and I look at it, and I'm like, "They've got an orb here with a perfect dog face. They've got one with a cat, and then they have a whole bunch of different types of orbs, which were more representative of their daughter." But I could see the the dog and the cat face perfectly inside the orbs like perfect yeah i've seen you know yeah i've seen that i've had that in my own home actually yeah you know orbs and there's been animals in it and people in it as well yeah i'm getting aware of time here and i know of i know i've kind of went over time but that's that's us isn't it judith that's i know we can't that's just can't i know my gosh i really enjoy this so much thank you (laughs) it's a great chance yeah, again, though, Diana. Um, because there's more, there's more that I'd like to add from where we are. <laughs> oh, I'd yeah. love that. I'm I'd love it. I'm like, don't, don't speak again. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, an hour and a half nearly, but hey, you know, and um, that's nothing to us, you know, we could keep going on to do it. We will definitely have you back. I'd love to have you back again and then we'll oh. continue on kind of where we left off. It would be really good. Yeah. Oh, I would love to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Thank anyway. you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been a lovely. It's been I I and it's so lovely to hear that you know your journey and your path and and so you're so into it with, and, and yeah. you enjoy it so and you can tell you enjoy it which is a massive massive Should part of the journey yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you yeah. It, you know but can i just say just for anybody who's uh, who cannot see um just now because it is going on to spotify it's going to spotify podcast it will also be going on to apple as well and other distributes as well um so anyone who would like to get in touch um with Diana Palm. It is www.dianapalm.com. Uh, all the information will be on in, in written form and it will all be edited on to Spotify. It will also be edited on to um, the YouTube page as well, um, which is um, Alice Trevorrow, but it's Sparkled Light Spiritual. 
um, chat show for Spotify and Alice Trevor for YouTube page as well. Okay. Um, but I will add on just a couple of more here. The Spiritual Academy um, is where Diana also works. Um, so we've got Spiritual Academy, dianapalm.com. Um, we've also got www.youtube.com, Diana Palm. Um, Diane's on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, so there's a whole list there. But it will also be edited on um, to the podcasts um, and anywhere it's distributed, it will be added on there as well. Uh, so I'd just like to thank you very Perfect. much for joining us tonight. It's been really good. Uh, yeah. Interesting chat. Uh, uh, that could Can I mention uh, one thing, Alice? Yeah, of um, course. You asked me earlier, like if I had anything coming up and I do have a live event coming up this coming Saturday, um, February 17th. Um, it would be... 10 o'clock to two o'clock central standard time. So I think for you guys, it's maybe four to eight GMT. Okay. Uh, at any rate, it's, um, I'll have, I'd like to send you that link when we're done here. Um, yeah. It's basically like dianapalm.com slash spiritual warrior. So for those of you, if you're tuning in and you want to learn how to cross over and have more spiritual discernment, it will be a live class. And you'll learn how to use that technique because I think it's just so very important for each individual to learn that spiritual uh, discernment, check on their loved ones and be able to cross over. So, yeah. 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 So it would be dianapalm.com spiritual warrior, did you say? Yes, dianapalm.com slash spiritual dash warrior. Okay. What time central, sorry? Um, it'll be 10 to 2 central standard time. What day did you say, Diane? February 17th, next Saturday. Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Yeah, I think for your time zone, it'll be 4 to 8 GMT. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that link will tell all about it. And, you know, if people want to join and learn the, that technique, I highly recommend it. I think it's one of the things we should be taught in kindergarten, how to oh, yeah. keep our spiritual energy clearer and how to have spiritual okay. awareness and responsibility for others, too. Yeah, you're right. Yes. You're absolutely right. You know, it's something that should be taught from a very young age. Yeah. And it, it takes away, um, for most people, it takes away the fear as well, because a lot of yes. people are frightened. Yes. Um, you, know, um, you know, so, I, yeah. I agree I, with you. And I always say this, I'm like, when I'm teaching people how to see spiritually, and they're like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see. And I'm like, really? Because wouldn't you rather know what's around you so you can yeah. clear it? Yeah, Instead yeah. of just having it affect you all the time, like I want to know what's around me and I can keep my yeah. spiritual energy clear and awesome. <laughs> I think in time it's going to be brought into skills. I yeah. sure hope so. Yeah. I sure yeah. hope so. I do. I, I see it going that, I, that way in time to come. I do. Yeah. yeah. I really do hope so. Um, but yeah. until then, you know, um, we'll, we'll meet again, no doubt. Thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> back again. Uh, and uh, for all the listeners out there as well, uh, if anybody um, would like to get in touch with myself, it's alstrevoro at gmail.com. And also Judith Miller as well. Yes. And, and we both have our websites, um, which will also be getting published. Mine is... Uh, www.sparkleoflight.com and Judith, yours is www.judithmiller.com. No, 
Facebook.com. Okay. Yes. Right. Great. Okay. I had to think um, there for a second. It was like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've just found yours actually. Yeah. You've also got spiritual medium, Judith Miller, um, one, one at AOL. Oh, yes. Right? That's my, yes. It's my email. Yes. That one as well. So, yeah. So and we will be back again. Uh, we'll be live on Spotify Thursday, 8 o'clock. And we will be live again next week with our next guest. Um, yeah. who, uh, I will <laughs> I'll need to look up and see who it is and we'll sort that out. Okay. Um, I never ever tell who's next week's guest is going to be anyway. I love just to keep us <laughs> all, you know, wondering. wonder who's going to have that intuition work in, <laughs> everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah, use use that phone, see what you think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so please um thank you for listening and hopefully you can join us again next week at eight o'clock. Yes. And please do. yeah, and for from us, I would like to say good night. Please look after yourself and each other. Take care. Okay. Take care, God bless. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>